Hi, everybody. It's episode 368 of PodQuest. Hey. hey. It's Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. I'm here. How are you guys doing? Oh, pretty good. You know, the way- this was actually one of the nicer days I've had in a weeks when it came to work. Not that bad. I'm just a little tired. That's good. And I'll be honest, the, Drew, the way you the way you started that, I thought you were going to say, oh, not great. Uh, I mean, I'm tired because the last two days I've been up past my bedtime because of fantasy football drafts and shit, but it could be worse. Yeah, I mean, at least you got to make pretenders, whatever. I don't. I, I only have a vague understanding of fantasy football, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm about to change my team name, Pretenders. <laughs> That's a good name. That's a good name. It is a good name. You're welcome. I, so, if you win, I if you win, I would like a small percentage. Uh, I will give you a dollar. That's hey, that works. That would be a small percentage. It yeah, is a small I, percentage. I didn't say like I wanted fifteen percent or anything like that. So a dollar, I will take. <laughs> yeah, and it's only the contingency is I have to win. So like that's honestly yeah. that's a yeah. deal I'm willing to make. Like you know, it does suck though. If say you like I I I don't really know how this works, but if you were to win, but you only were to win like five bucks. You're giving me a like what um twenty a fifth of that twenty. Yeah. I uh, thank you. I was trying to think of the other percentage and it just wasn't working. Versus like if I would have just said like I would like ten percent, um, you would just owe me fifty cents. Y- you know what? If I end up just winning five dollars, I'll just give you the five. <laughs> I'm not breaking a five to give you a dollar. What if they gave you five ones? Then you're getting a dollar. It depends <laughs> on what I get. Like if if I if if. I mean, if they give me 10 bucks, I'll break that 10 and give you a dollar. But if they only give me 5 bucks and it's just a $5 bill, fuck it. You can have the $5 bill. Drew, you run one of these, right? I do. If Richie wins, can you give it to him in unwrapped pennies? Probably not. That would require going to the bank, and that's annoying. Is it? Kind of. You just call him ahead of time. You would need, uh, what is it, $50 for a whole box? So no, you, can, I mean, you can get just a roll. Well, I know you can get just a roll, and a roll is what a dollar, fifty cents, fifty cents. Is it fifty cents? Yep, uh, yep. Uh, it's been a while since I actually had to deal with those. Cause when I worked at McDonald's, I had to do the coin or the change around everyone. I could have, sw- or no, okay. So then, yeah, the uh, the the box would be twenty five bucks. Yeah, because you you never just get one roll of pennies. You you never get an odd number of pennies either. You mm-hmm. always get an even number of rolls, so that you're not giving them 50 cents because that's just stupid yeah um but yeah you just you just call them up and be like hey i need 50 dollars in pennies and you roll up and they hand you two boxes full of pennies mm-hmm. and then drew can get one of those um those shitty canvas bags with the dollar signs on it and just break all the rolls of pennies <laughs> inside of it and then just give you a bag full of pennies you know that's fine i'll go to the penny arcade and have it count and shortchange they don't, me a bit but it is they got rid of those they got rid of those because they were shortchanging people I mean, well there's a the republic bank in uh, in depth for it now they have the coin counter oh i didn't know they had them i because i think even wegman's got rid of theirs uh no they still have theirs it's or right maybe, in the front maybe they stopped doing money for it they might only do gift cards now yeah that a lot of places do right. gift cards for, and it, you get more money by doing gift cards because they charge you if you do cash yep but they don't charge you for- yeah like td used to be for they, it used to be free which was like the nice thing about td like there wasn't a surcharge on mm-hmm. and that yeah then they started doing a surcharge if you weren't an account holder right and that sucked, because yeah. I never had a TD account. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, winnings. Yep. Well, it, if you guys win, like, it, how much do you normally, like, it, does it actually, like, break down where, like, you could win $5, or is it just, like, you win or you lose? I mean, I, I would never play in a league where, at any point, I could only win $5. Although, I guess the league that I run, that Richie joined this year, 
you could just win ten dollars if you are one of the four wild card playoff teams and then make it to the championship game. But, okay. Like if there was a league where the champion got five bucks, fuck that. That's not worth my time. <laughs> oh no no. So I didn't mean like the champion got five bucks. I meant like. Does it break out where, you know, first place gets so much uh, and it yeah. trickles down, yeah, 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 or yeah. is it... Okay. There, yeah, I didn't know. Uh, sometimes. Or, like, one of the league I drafted last night that my brother runs, the winner gets, like, 80% of the money, and then the person who had the highest point total gets the other 20%. Nobody else gets anything. Okay. Uh, my The league that they ran at uh, my old job, they, um... What was it? They had, uh trade fees like real money trade fees so it was like it'd be like five bucks for every trade that you did and there's a chance like say you were like the top scorer or whatever but you made 19 trades you walk away with a dollar or five bucks that's on you for making 19 trades but hey you you got top scorer wait but so hopefully who kept you, the money uh well it would it would uh divvy up whatever leftover money would probably have gone to uh like the champion or or the toilet bowl like that. I'm... Yeah, that's how the one league I'm in works. Is every move costs you two dollars, but you get the first five for free. Then after that, you have to if you do more than five or ten, I forget what it is. You have to pay up, and the extra goes to the. Do we do it towards the champion now, or do we do it? I forget if we do it towards the the playoff bracket between the that didn't make the championship playoffs. I, I, so. I like the idea of giving it to, like, I guess, would that be considered the toilet bowl? Yeah, or like probably. The third, fourth yeah. place? Like, give it to the third or fourth, the third place. Oh, so, well, that league. Like, you have. That league pays out the top six. Okay, so then you give it to the seventh. I don't know. That's crazy. Top six. That's well, nuts. there's 20 people in that league, and it's $130 okay. a team. So there are $2,600 of prize money in that league. Yeah, I think the one that was ran at my job was at least 100 plus like uh um transaction mm -hmm. like it was it's nuts so when you guys draft stuff do you like especially drew since you're in like 12 of these uh only in three. do you try <laughs> do you try and draft similar teams so that if you win you win big um i do it's less of a thought of trying to win big more a i hate playing against players i have in the that i care more or less about <laughs> Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, so. especially after like the third week, where it's like, okay, well, one team's three and zero, the other team's zero and three. I hate having a player on my zero and three team that is then playing against my three and zero team, and it's like, well, shit, I'm gonna fuck myself. <laughs> like, great, I did well with the team that hadn't won a game yet, but my team that is in first place lost and now pulling me down and it's like i hate having to root against players i have yeah because you basically get points based on like performance of like yeah. specific positions yep. and like defense and stuff right yeah yeah and it, it also it, it depends like it depends on the uh league scoring the league that drew runs is not scoring system the league that i'm in uh and, and then the other league that i'm in that we're drafting tomorrow for and so like with the league that Drew runs, there's not as much emphasis on wide receivers as there is in the league in the other league I'm in, where it's a half point per catch. Like, and they do fractional pointing, so it's like they they go up to tenths uh, or mm -hmm. hundredths, I guess, uh, two decimal points. So like that makes that like that little bit that 
0.5 points, even though it's kind of similar in Druten's League, where it's every two catches is one point. Every catch is a half a point in this other league, so that like does make a little bit of a difference. It changes your draft strategy just that little. That and that other league is incredibly unlikely to have a tie ever happen because of those half yeah. points. Like, yeah, where there are is almost always at least one tie a year in the league I run. Okay, it, it winds up. It's like a lot of games will be close to winding up a tie, but the fractional point almost makes it impossible for there to be a tie. Which is nice, because yeah. that probably makes things a little bit easier. Yeah. I mean, it's 6-1, half dozen the other. Like, it sucks to lose. I have literally lost uh, lost and won games by one yard, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So by point one point, I've won. There was actually a time where I, I definitely won by less than a yard. Like, yeah. my quarterback threw for, like, one more yard, and it got me a point oh two more point and i won but like when you look at the like the score espn would show we had the same score because it was like 149.64 or 0.6 but it didn't show that it was 0.65 to 0.64 0.64 to 0.63 or whatever you know so it was like oh i fucking won this by like a yard yeah all right well i guess do you guys want to get into the actual show sure yeah let's do it Rich, what's on the what's on the agenda tonight? So I know I spoke a lot about uh, Returnal last week, but immediately after we got done recording, I beat Returnal last week. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about that. Um, then Cobb, you were able to make it through uh, 12 minutes, and we've all read in some way, shape, or f- about the ending. So we're gonna have a further discussion about that. Uh, then Cobb, you watched a couple of movies, Candyman from 1992, and White Lotus, um, which is a series, and then we actually did, hopefully, all three of us, Truton, question mark, watched the Puella Magi Madoka Magica anime series for the book club that we'll talk at. All right. Well, Rich, how, how was the end of Returnal? You know, the difficulty spike in the middle part of the game drops, and I'm not happy. The, the, the last two worlds of the game were, I, I, were so easy. And it was kind of a bummer. Like, there was no boss in the fifth world, or fifth biome, whatever you want to call it. Did they you didn't just have... miss the boss? No, there's no boss. So, at the at the second half of the game, um, there are these points that you need to get. There are not points, there's keys that you need to get. In, uh, in biome uh, four, there's two keys you need to get to unlock the vault, to get to the boss, to uh, to fight the boss, to get the, the whatever you need to activate the teleporter to get to the next area. In Biome 5, there's just three keys that you need to find. And there is, like, a, I guess, a mini-boss in front of each key or whatever, maybe. But you get the keys, you activate them, and you just get the thing that lets you go into the worst area of the world, the motherfucking Water Temple. Yeah, the final final biome is a fucking Water Temple. Um, with Water Temple fucking physics. Um, so, and it's just, there's no boss. You just... Get this thing and you jump, you just dive into the water. And, and like, that to me is a little, like, uh, a little bit of a letdown that there's no boss at the end of that region. And that essentially whenever you go into that biome, you can just go right to the next biome immediately without even having to worry about anything. So you never, ever have to play through that biome ever again. Uh, because you can go to the water biome immediately from the th- fourth biome. So it's just like, it, it was, it was dumb, because also the final boss 
once you understand its mechanics, really fucking easy. I, it took me one try. Like, I didn't die. I barely got hurt, if at all. So you and finally got good. I've been good the whole time. Uh, like, that's not what like, I've heard. And you, you should watch my streams. Like, I think I only, what, streamed it four times? And the only area I had trouble with was Biome 3. That was, and probably is, the hardest area. Biome 4, I maybe made it through that area in two runs. And then going through Biome 5 and getting to Biome 5, there might have been one or two instances where I died in Biome before I even got to Biome 5. But for the most part, maybe maybe four runs to get through Biome 4 or Biome 5 into the water uh, area made it completely through the water area with barely having any damage dealt to me because I had a leech weapon that kept sapping up health whenever I hurt things. And then just I made it to the ending. And well, like, good job, I guess. Yeah, it, but it's just like it was kind of a kind of like a, it was a weird ending. Like it, 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 it kind of makes sense, maybe. But it was just, it was weird. <laughs> was it as sort of, uh, I don't want to say depressing, because that's not the right word, but melancholy as that, like, mid-game ending was? No. Like, I mean, yes. Maybe? So, like, the mid-game the mid -game ending, the, the, the first run ending, it, like, like we talked about last week, you, she lives her life for 63 years after the events uh, that happened on Atropos. Dies of old age or disease or whatever. And then comes back to life on Atropos 63 years later. Like, time has passed on. Um, but in the, uh, in this ending, you go, you fight the boss, and, like, each phase he changes what he looks like. But essentially has the same attack patterns with just a little bit extra things that you need to dodge. Um, and the last form of him, he looks like the astronaut, which was kind of chasing you or, like, stalking you throughout most of the game. Um, but, like, I, re you, I really don't feel like I got any explanation on the on the uh astro uh but you beat them you, you gather whatever things you can gather and it has you jump further down into the water where you start running through like you run past this car and she starts talking and it essentially shows that like you're you're here on this planet you weren't actually like an explorer or a space person uh, an astronaut for yourself or like an agent of whatever this company was uh astra i believe it was called like you were just driving down the road with your daughter i believe your child and you happen to see the astronaut on the street uh while you're trying to change the radio station and you you, you try to swerve to dodge them and like you still hit them but you crashed your car into the water and you weren't able to save your daughter and then the anomaly and the octopus thing takes you and puts you on astra <laughs> Or something. I, like, I don't, I, I guess it's up to interpretation, but it was just like, it wasn't anything what I was expecting. And it was just, I was like, it wasn't a letdown, but like, the fact that the difficulty spiked in area three and four and then dropped in five and six, it kind of like, I'm like, do I really need to play through? Like, wh why, why did they make the game so hard halfway through and then just, was, was I just that good? Did I have just that, have that good of a setup or, did the game just become that easy? It just maybe it's, maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. Maybe maybe you got lucky and had a good setup and and like got the mechanics down well. Yeah. And like the game is just a little easier. Yeah. And the thing is, like the when I was fighting the final boss, like the first like few minutes of the fight, and you can check my stream VOD to to watch it. Like I, there's these blue bubbles out that I'm shooting, 
And, like, I thought I saw dealing damage, but I'm sitting there and, like, no, not much damage is being dealt. It wasn't until, like, a few minutes in that I realized, oh, when I shoot these blue bubbles, it bursts. And then perp- uh, uh, orange orbs come out of the creature, and I have to shoot the orange orb to, to hurt it. And I have to break all the orange orbs before it changes its phase. And so, like, after I learned that, I was like, okay, I this is too easy. Like, the, 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 the moves that he used were just way too projected. Way too easy to move, to, to dodge. And, like, I think I barely used my dash, and most of the time was just jumping, because it's underwater physics. So you jump super high really slow. Or you jump super high and then fall really slow. So it's like you're, you're really easily able to, like, like adjust yourself while in the air. And it's just like, it, it just, it was, it felt a little anticlimactic to me. I, I was expecting a much more difficult boss, especially based on the boss in Biome uh, 5. It's freaking fantastic. I call him the, uh, I can't remember what his actual name is, but he's the organ player and he plays an organ. And he, it's just like, there's just so much happening on the screen when you're fighting this guy. It's just like, it's so cool. But like, then to go to fight, to fight no boss in the next region, to then fight kind of just a lame boss in the last region, I don't know, it's just, it's weird. It was weird. Yeah, that is kind of, uh, like, anticlimactic. Yeah. Like, overall, in general, absolutely fun game. And I do plan on occasionally going back and playing it from time to time, just to, like, maybe try to platinum it or whatever. But I don't really know how many platinums I have left, but it's mostly just doing runs and hoping to pick up the things you haven't picked up already. Well, to be seeing... fair, there's only one platinum left for the game. <laughs> well, I meant, I meant all the trophies. <laughs> no, I know. But I'm just like, fucking with you. I, like, like there's, 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 like, you have to go pick up, um, uh, what's the word? Like, ciphers to be able to read the alien language. Or you have to go uh, pick up data logs that, that one of your previous life cycles had left. Or a future life cycle. Who knows? Because I think I read a data log from a future. Um, oh, that's actually kind of weird. Yeah. Reading yeah. stuff from the future. Yeah, well, it, the thing is, like, the data log, like, had her saying, I've been here for 63 years, blah, 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 blah. And then when I landed after the first cycle, after I thought I broke the cycle and escaped the planet, and she came back to life, she was like, it's been 63 years. So I think, like, that was replay. Essentially, the, the, the data log I got in the past was actually a data log from the future of her saying, like, I didn't break the cycle. But I didn't get all that when, when I was listening to the data log. It has just some really cool ideas and really cool things about the game, but it's just, it was a very anticlimactic ending, and, like, I, I kind of wish I did read up more on the ending to try to understand maybe what was happening that I didn't get, because it was also almost one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> bec- because, like, it was my first run, I may- I played for, like, a half hour. My first run of that night, I played for, like, a half hour, died in, in-, in the next biome, in the, uh fifth biome and then the next run was that final run and it went from we probably wrapped up what like 8 30 ish so it went from 9 to like 11 30 12 and so like maybe i just i didn't fully understand it because i just wanted it to be over and not in like a this game sucks i wanted to end in a i wanted to go to bed an hour ago but i couldn't save in the middle of my run Mm -hmm. and i don't want to run the risk of the power going out and me losing this run which is fair yeah but yeah it was it's it's definitely a fun game. I feel like I got my money's worth for it for being on sale. I honestly don't think it would have been worth seventy dollars. Um, so if you can find it on sale, absolutely get it. Uh, if if you really like if you really like roguelikes and you you, you like the idea of a roguelike with a bullet hell 
with a pseudo-Metroidvania-style gameplay, this is your thing. Go ahead and, tr- and go for it. But I, I I would personally, just with how the ending came out, I, I would wait until it's like 40 bucks, maybe even yeah. less. Like I said, I, I'm waiting for PlayStation Plus. Yeah, it'll be on there eventually. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's an, exclu- it's an exclusive. It'll be on there eventually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, that's, that's really all I had about that. Yeah, so in, in that case, we can go from one uh, time loop game to another mm-hmm. with uh, 12 minutes. Well, more yeah. 12 minutes. Uh, so you guys both kind of read up on the story and the endings and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing I read up was that article from, uh, was it Screen Rant that you sent us? Uh, that's that's all I've read up on for this, uh, for the ending of this, this game. Game okay, Rant, not Screen Rant. Yeah, which, honestly, like, that thing was, it wasn't super detailed, but it at least gave you, like, an idea of what the, the different endings were. So, we talked about the gameplay and everything last week, uh... I'm not going to get into that again because the gameplay really stays the same. I might mention a few things as we're going, but assume from this point until the next segment is spoilers. Uh, check the episode notes to see when the next section starts. Uh, it, unless you just don't care about spoilers for 12 minutes, then just keep going. Uh, so the game, it stays pretty... I, I think the beginning of the game is still interesting. I think by like... The halfway point, especially the, like the last like two or three um, loops, it's way too repetitive. And then the endings themselves are not great, just not not good at all. Yeah, the endings seemed real, real dumb. <laughs> like yes. So to to give everybody an idea, so the endings, so the way the game plays out, um, we talked about it this last week is you come home, your wife has a surprise for you. A few minutes into being home, a cop shows up and tries to arrest you both, um, but in actuality just ends up killing you over and over again. Uh, by different sets of circumstances, you can capture the cop first, interrogate them. Uh, you can actually call the cop's daughter to get them to do to stop the cop from just barging in and like attacking you. But the whole thing is the cop is trying to find a pocket watch that belonged to your wife's father that it's apparently worth a lot of money. And your wife apparently killed her father eight years prior. And it seems like the game is just setting it up to you proving that it couldn't have been your wife that did it. Mm-hmm. And that's actually kind of interesting, like, up to a certain point. Sure. But like I said, the, the last, like, three or so loops, you, assuming you do everything just right, you have to do almost the exact same things, like, three or four times in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no skip button for dialogue and stuff like that. Uh. So... That, like, the closest thing they have to a skip is you can hit A to make a single line go a little bit faster. And if you are at a waiting point where you just have to wait for, like, the cop to show up, you can choose, like, you can talk to your wife and say, wait for the cop to get here. Or okay, if you're, if you're in one of the loops that requires you to hide in the closet, you can look out the blinds, and if you just don't move for a second, it'll go, and now we wait. And then it'll fast forward to the cop arriving. But... This is also assuming that you actually do everything just right in the right timing and everything. So at one point, you find out that there's a Polaroid on the fridge of your wife from eight years ago on New Year's Eve when she supposedly killed her dad. And that proves that she didn't kill the dad. Uh huh. You're supposed to pick that up and look at it and like see that she didn't kill the dad. Um, you then cannot use that in that loop to get the cop to not attack you. You just have to basically, like, die or um, get hit or attacked or whatever. And then in the next loop, you would assume that you have to 
get the picture to then give it to the cop. But no, you have to leave the fucking picture on the fridge so that the wife takes the cop over to it. Okay, why? <laughs> yeah, so if you have the the picture on you and try to present it to the cop at any point, the first time he tells you to shut your mouth or he'll he'll kill you, and then the second time he kills you. Like that's it. And like at that point in the game too, like you've you've called his daughter and like gotten his daughter to call him to basic to like ask him not to just assume everything and to listen to to, to you and your wife. Mm-hmm. Um so he does that, but all of his dialogue is still super threatening. Like he like you open the door, he's like, "Okay, let's talk," and then immediately goes, "Get on the ground." It's like, so, what the fuck? <laughs> so, do at any point in time do they explain how you know the cop's daughter? So, in one of the loops, you um you trick the cop into going into the bedroom and turning the light on, which shocks him and knocks him out. You then go in there, um, while he's unconscious, you use his handcuffs to cuff him, and then you take his cell phone and you go through his cell phone. Okay. And if you call any number you call, you can then you then remember it. And your wife has her cell phone in her jacket po- pocket in the closet. So as long as you go in the closet, get the cell phone, the daughter's number is one of the available numbers. Okay. You could also have you can also write phone numbers down and like manually dial them. So like at one point, like I dialed nine one one, and you can actually dial nine one one with the phone. Like first thing, like immediately go in the closet, grab the cell phone, call nine one one. The operator is like, and you, you tell the operator what's going on, and they're just like, all right, we ha- we, we've dispatched somebody. They'll be there in about 15 minutes. The game only lasts 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the cops can never arrive to help you. Yeah. Uh, which, like, stuff like that, like, that early game stuff is actually really cool. And even when you're trying to prove to your wife that you're stuck in a loop, there's, like, a handful of things you can do to prove it. Like, you can um, point out the window, basically, and tell her that thunder is going to happen on a night where there's no clouds. And... You, you'll only pick up on that if you're paying attention that every time the thunder strikes in each loop, your wife goes, oh, I wasn't expecting rain tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few other like little things like that that you can do to prove that you're in a time loop. After like the, the second or third time that you have to prove it, you, you don't have to go through those things. Like You basically just go to your wife and be like, look, I know there's a fucking pocket watch in the, in the bathroom. I know you killed your father. Like, What the fuck is going on? And she just accepts it at that point and like trusts you. Uh, but the, the, so aside from the, the last few loops being super repetitive and taking too long because you have to listen to all of the same dialogue and make all the same choices. And if you mess up even a little bit on your timing, you have to do the whole loop over. Like there's no like redos Mm -hmm. and that sucks because a lot of the stuff is just waiting at a certain point. Like when you're trying to set your wife up to like drug her, basically, if in one loop, I was trying to do that. And I did it, um, I put the water down too early on the the table. And she just comes by and drinks the water. And then when you fill it up and put it down again with the pills in it, she doesn't drink any. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having to just get out of my chair and just walk out of the apartment to reset it to, like, redo that whole section. Uh, but the the bigger issue, and, like, what a lot of people were complaining about, is the ending. So you find out through all of these loops, eventually, that your character, the husband, is actually the wife's half-brother that really killed the father. Okay. Yeah. So, through all the loops, like, you you, de- you determine with the the cop that the wife didn't do it, but that somebody came back eight days after your wife ran away from home. And your wife did shoot her dad, but it was in, like, self-defense trying to escape. Um, But he survived that, and then eight days later, somebody came and shot him two more times in the chest, and he died from that one. Mm-hmm. and like i said like the picture proves your wife didn't do it and like when the cop accepts that uh you then 
have a chance to talk to your wife again, and you find out that she had a half brother, but she doesn't remember, like, she never met him. She doesn't know anything about him. She just knows that it was the nanny's, um, child that your, your dad had an affair with, with the nanny. But your wife was too young to even remember her name. And all you knew was that, um, your mother always called him monster. And so through a bunch of, like, literally through looping and doing the same thing, like, three more times, you eventually determine that, the baby clothes that's that's in that your wife bought as like the surprise we're having a baby has your mother's name on it and it is the nanny's name and that's how you figure out that you are playing as the half brother who killed the father and doesn't remember it so it then you then get like a scene where if you you, you get the pocket watch and you basically it like rewinds time and it shows you in a room with a guy with like dark hair and you're struggling and he's basically telling you to leave the daughter alone. And you have the option of, like, yes or no, basically. Like, yes, I'll leave her alone or no, I won't. Mm-hmm. And you end up struggling with a gun. And it accidentally goes off and shoots him twice. And that's that. The weird thing is this random guy with the hair has Willem Dafoe's voice. Yeah, I read that. But, like, yeah. Willem Dafoe is the cop. So the cop that has been attacking you this whole time is also the father's voice. Which yeah. is weird. So when you go back into the game... Uh, cause you can, like, basically re-enter the loop and, like, do things a few more times. And depending on what options you pick, there's one option where if you, if you do choose to leave the wife, um, it picks back up in the apartment and you're just alone. Like, she's not there anymore because she left. But if you go back in, pick up the watch and look at the watch, it seems to take you to, like, not the past where you're in a room with the cop who turns out to be the dad. Um, and it seems like the entire game has actually just been in your mind. Um, and one of the endings alludes to the dad hypnotizing you as a way to make you, like, forget everything and, like, not be in love with your sister. Because to be fair, like, the two, neither, neither party knew that they were related up front. Yeah. Um, and it, it was like he found out after the fact and that's when things got weird. But yeah, like, the whole ending is basically like, oh yeah, no, the whole game takes place in your head. And it's just a, it, it's literally just c- comes down to, do you want to be in an, in an incestuous relationship with your sister? Like, that is that is how the game ends. And, like, there's a few different options to whether it actually, whether you try to make it work with the sister or whether you tell her the truth or, you know, yeah. like, a whole bunch of, like, weird stuff. But it's just, it's not a good ending. It's for all of the mystery they built up, that was such a bad way to finish it. And not even because it's it, it's a brother-sister thing, just because, like, it being basically a dream is a is just a really shitty cop out. Yeah, like that's a cop out. Like, but also like, why, why brothers and why? What does that feel at all in any way justified to be there? Yeah, like honestly, I think it would have been cooler if the cop was actually the brother. Sure, or like that also wouldn't have worked great. But just like the brother sister thing, like them being married and siblings and then it also being a dream just felt so it was boring like it, it ruined what was otherwise a, a an interesting mystery i i don't know i i haven't played it i've only read this and as i was reading it i my i was going the other way i was like this is actually fascinating and interesting this is this is an interesting take like if they deliver it pr- properly if, they, if if it does have good delivery then i can i i would probably enjoy going through this like this is kind of Similar to, like, the midpoint of Return, like, this kind of, like, the mind-blowing thing, like, oh, this didn't actually fucking happen. This is just the dad trying to stop them from being in a relationship they honestly probably shouldn't be in. Um, yeah, but the Returnal one was different in that it did actually happen. Your character's just in a time loop, so they got brought back to 
the beginning. Well, no, I guess by the end, like the ending that you just told us about, I guess that's not the case. But that's how it appears while you're playing it, at least. Yeah, but like, there's like it. it this this whole thing is making me think of the movie. I believe it was called Identity. Do you guys remember that movie? Did you ever see it? I can't no. say I remember what movie you're talking about. So I, I believe it was called Identity. Um, I can't a hundred percent remember, but it it is a movie that uh, I think it was made in like the mid two, like the early to mid two thousands, and it's about a uh, criminal who has multiple personalities disorder, and um, they are trying to transport this criminal to, uh to, to prison because they murdered a bunch of people. They were a murderer. This 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 guy has like thirteen personalities in his in his head. And so there, the whole movie takes place in this criminal's head of all the personalities meeting for the first time, and them slowly being killed off. And it's them trying to figure out which, like the personalities themselves in the guy's head, trying to figure out which of these personalities is the killer. And um, I can't remember the main cast. Uh, I, I just looked it up. It's got like John Cusack, Cusack. Ray Liotta, Amanda Peet. Um, so uh, I've never seen like, this movie. John Cusack is the uh, I believe uh, uh, Edgar from Men in Black was the criminal. Um, I think can't remember. His, uh, no, somebody Wait, else. No, that that's, that's uh, fucking yeah. yeah thank you. I no. I was gonna say like Vincent D'Onofrio definitely is not in this. I don't, I don't remember who uh, the 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 criminal was. Uh, Pruitt Taylor Vance Vince. I guess that's who. Um, yeah. Uh, but the the whole movie takes place essentially in this guy's head where like they are transporting him to prison um and somehow they set it up in his head that all of his personalities are intermingling and and essentially the murderer is there and is killing each of the personality and it ends up that John Cusack and Amanda Peet were able to like defend themselves and 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 survive uh and it was just it ended up being the three Cusack Pete and a little boy left and it turns out the whole time, the little boy was the murderer, and he's the one who took over Taylor Vince's brain, Malcolm Rivers' brain, and he's still a murderer, and he's killing to this day, or something like that. It's been a while since I've seen this movie, but, like, that, like, when I was reading the ending to 12 minutes, it, it had some strong, like, this is, this is, like, one of those psychological-type thrillers. It reminded me a lot of identity, and it just, it made me think, like, this is, this if this is delivered properly, if this is delivered in a good way, this could be really good. But that's the problem. It's not delivered well. That's what I was saying. Like, all the delivery at the end is very muddy. Like, the the characters are just saying things that don't fit. And then you actually have to loop, like, four more times to actually figure out what is really happening. Like, the game basically ends the first time with you accidentally killing the father in, like, the fake past. And then if you don't go in and actually pull the pocket watch out and, like, look at it and, like, go through a bunch of other steps, you don't get any of those other endings. And those other endings don't actually make things better. It actually hurts it more by just being like, oh, yeah, no, this whole thing just wasn't real. Like, there w- there wasn't really a mystery here at all. Like, from what I was reading, like, it just almost, like, nothing feels earned. It doesn't feel that it's earned the ability, it's the respect in the narrative to have it be a dreamer in your head like you can't yeah, totally th- that's do a good that, way to put it but like I, I i don't and correct me if you've played it so you'll know does it ever feel like it even hints at the fact it could have been a dream you know i don't think so i mean other than it being like a um 
a time loop. Like, I never got the impression that this was a dream. And the way that the characters are played, like, you never get the impression that, like, the cop is really the dad. Though, like, the cop's not the dad, but he is a... Representation of the dad yes. or whatever. Yeah, but, like, he is play like he is playing as a, a friend of the dad, basically. But then, like, the whole thing with, like, the... So, and that's the other thing that doesn't make any real sense. So, you've got your wife, who presumably, like, your character knows... And the cop is supposed to be the dad, and th- this is just what his imagination is doing. But then you have a daughter that you, like, the cop's daughter that you call and have conversations with that has a whole backstory of her own that doesn't fit into the narrative at all. And it's like your your subconscious just made this up, and it doesn't fit the plot. It was just, it's like the guy, the, the guy who wrote the game needed some sort of catalyst to be able to stop the cop from attacking you as soon as he comes into the apartment but didn't have a way to loop it back to what he already had set as the the closing point. Because like normally when they do stuff like that where everything's in somebody's head, especially in this case, different things are related to different people from like the real world. Um, whereas like the, the movie that Richie was talking about, it sounds like that was actually probably like done better. And the whole idea of it being like at the end was like it was supposed to be a surprise that it was actually a kid that did it or that the whole thing was in his head. Whereas... Uh- I think it was known that the whole thing was in his head the entire movie. But, like, not that it was a child. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't known that the child was... And so, like, at that point, like, that's interesting because you're almost more of a, like... That's almost more of, like, a whodunit. Whereas this didn't really have that feeling because you didn't have all the... You didn't really have all the characters because they they didn't tell you kind of what to expect from it. And not that they need to tell you what to expect, but you kind of only got half the picture for the for the majority of it. and it was like the wrong half so th- they started putting putting you in one direction and then just pulled the carpet out from under you yeah like i, I don't know i'm without having had played this like i'm i'm up in the air whether or not i'd actually enjoy it um just for the fact of like they're trying to seemingly promote this realistic like um time loop but you happen to just because you learn the daughter's phone number once you always have it and you just the daughter's just willing to talk to you it's just in modern society i don't answer a phone of a number i don't know so why the fuck would the daughter answer her phone well so like, not everybody doesn't answer the phone for one um but most people do. to be fair it, if you don't talk to her correctly she hangs up on you and basically tells you to go fuck yourself and then won't answer the phone again afterwards uh so like if you have to basically answer the phone and it takes multiple tries. Uh, I, you might be able to do it on the first try if you have enough information. But like the first time I called her, I did not say that, and she just immediately hung up and refused to answer. She like so like it's it's the the whole matter of if you don't say the right thing, she will just hang up and tell you to go away and then like block your number. Um, and that everything's timing. Like if you call her too early, um, even if you're, it seems like even if your wife is starting to accept what's going on. When you call her, the first thing you're supposed to tell her is that your dad's coming to kill them because he thinks that your wife murdered somebody. And if that's not timed right, your wife just gets mad at you and leaves. And then the whole loop is fucked and you just have to start over. So that's that's kind of the problem. Like, it's not a very well-polished game either. Like, I feel like it, it needed... it. Un- unfortunately, it's been in development for like six or seven years. Because I think only... It was like one guy did the majority of the work. Um... But it definitely needed more people to do a little bit more polish to the the mechanics of the game. And then maybe the story ending wouldn't have felt so just meh. And like un- unearned like is another good way to put it. But because like the, the game was rough 
to say the least, when it came to a lot of the mechanics and how you had to interact with things. And then that was the ending they threw at you. It just, it definitely did hurt it more than, than help it. Yeah. I, like, I, 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 I would just, for the, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to agree with you because I haven't played it. I've only read it. But like I said, what I read, I was like, this could be really good. But if they don't deliver it properly, it obviously wasn't that good. And that's why, like, I, I, like, I just have to take your word for it for the most part. But, um, like, this, this whole idea of us reading these spoilers and coming up with the, like, continuing this conversation besides the fact that you finished it, was the whole idea that people were hating on it because although the game was good, it was a shitty game because the ending sucked. And, like, I, I don't totally disagree. Like, the ending did kind of ruin the experience for me. And, and again, it's, it's not just the ending, though. Like, when you, when you add the ending with how just uneven the gameplay and the delivery feels, especially when you're, when you're getting near the end and you're having to do the same thing for 10, like, you figure it's, it's multiple 10 minute loops to really kind of like get everything. And you're just, you're listening to the same dialogue every time. And it's not until the very end of that dialogue that anything is different. And at one, so during one of them, in the part where you find out that the, the mother's name by handing over the clothes, it took me three tries for him to actually fucking accept the clothes. So that was three loops I had to go through because the game just wasn't letting me drag the clothes onto him before he walked out of the room. Cause it's, it's very, you literally have one block of text and it's not, um, it's, it's not like an, a normal RPG where you're hitting A to move through text. You have one block of, of his text to offer him the clothes. If for some reason the game decides to make you walk around him in a fucking circle like it did for me, and his dialogue keeps going and it finishes that block, he won't accept the clothes and he'll just attack you for interrupting him. Then that, that I'm sorry, like that, that mechanically is a flawed game. That's well, that's what I'm saying. The, but, but like, by the, the end pro- of the game, but like, here's the thing. Like, here's what I'm trying to say. Though, sorry to cut you off, but like. The entire game is like that. The entire game, you have to call the daughter multiple times to get the right conversation. So if you're saying by the end it gets repetitive, well, it's been repetitive since the beginning. Well, so there, there's differences, at least I can see differences in ha- having to call the daughter to figure out the conversation you need to have with her. Like, that is more a, that is a actual choice type thing versus something that sounds broken. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, like, Having to call, and, and that is also later in the, in the, the set of loops also. Having to do that multiple times is really just comes down to, A, by, by calling her and asking her the different questions, you can get additional information about things too. But it's the things near the end where you have to present things in a very small window, and the game doesn't accept that. And then you just get the, it was all a dream, and it's like, cool. So I just sat here for 20 minutes trying to hand him pajamas to find out it was a dream. So essentially, it's you're you're getting a game where the gameplay mechanics don't come into play until the very end, and that's when it's all broken. And no, so no, the no, gameplay mechanics plenty. are happening throughout the yeah. whole thing, and but like they're the just me- not timed like that. Like they're you don't have like very specific small windows through the whole game. It's have you ever played an adventure game before by chance? No, like a point and click adventure? Not really, no. So. Especially like back in like the '90s and stuff, like the Lucas Arts and the Sierra, yeah, I think was yeah. the other company. Sierra definitely made a bunch. Yeah, um, they tended to be kind of like zany, goofy bullshit, like where it really was clicking on an object and dragging it into another object and seeing if it did anything. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this has, just not in the zany matter. So there's a lot of trial and error to a game like this. Um, 
this being a time loop makes it a little more trial and error-y than like classic adventure games where you can really just click on an item and just drag it to every other item to see what would happen. Um, but this one, it's like, all right, well, let me try this this time and see if I get new story. And for the most part, that's fine because you're not dealing with very small windows after elaborate setups. Once you get to like that, the final two loops or so, they're very elaborate setups with a lot of dialogue to then potentially fail them because of a very small window to do it. And the game just not accepting it. It's not like a, it's not like a quick action, like a, like a quick time event where like I just have to hit Y fast enough for it to happen. I just keep fucking up because I'm bad at those. It's, he says, he says the name starts with D. Like that, that's his, his line. It's something flowery, flowery. It starts with D. When he says that, you have to go up to your inventory and this might be better on PC, but it sucks on a fucking controller. You have to go, you have to use your analog stick to move the cursor to the top of the screen and then click on the close hold A, and then drag them onto him. And depending where everyone is positioned, and you have no control over anyone's positioning, you might be able to just, your character might just walk right up to the cop and hand him the clothes and be like, hey, look at this, was this her name? Or, like it happened to me on my first try, he will for some reason go to the other side of the room and around your wife and then like zigzag up to him, and the cop will have started to leave already. Because as soon as you let go of the inventory item on him, time starts moving and the cop starts finishing like his loop, basically. So like, but before that, there's, so one of the, one of the early loops is shocking the cop so that you can uh, get information from him about why he's attacking you guys, what he's looking for, all that stuff. Yeah. That's a super cool setup when you finally figure it out. If you hide in the closet before your wife comes out of the bathroom, she doesn't know you're home. So she just goes about her business and has no fucking clue that you're hiding in there. If you, eventually she, um, not eventually, eventually the cop shows up, attacks her, um, but you're in there listening, so you find out more about the watch and, like, what's going on and everything. Because um, I think she actually, in that particular loop, she tells him where the watch is. Because he is attacking her instead of attacking you. And you actually, um, the, the loop resets before she, as she's saying the location of the watch, if, if the cop's attacking you. But so, the next time, when you want to just catch the cop, that's where, like, you have to, you basically have to set the whole room up. You get all of the... um. You get all the cups and the plates and everything like that for dessert into your inventory. You grab the sleeping pills out of the 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 bathroom. You fill all the water cups up and have it all ready to go. Then you tell your wife you're ready for dessert. She goes into the bedroom to get the gift and closes the door. And then you set the table. And at, when you set the table, you pour the sleeping pills into her cup of water and then sit down at the table. She'll come out. The first thing she does when she sits down is actually drinks water um, and then goes in and takes a nap immediately after. And then you can hide in the closet. The cop comes, doesn't know what's going on, goes into the bedroom, turns the light on, shocks himself because you found out earlier the light switch was broken. And then you can go in there and interrogate him. And that's how you get like the phone number and everything like that. And Rich, I do, I do get like, like the little bit of like weirdness that you mentioned about like, if you call a number, you then just know the number. But I think the idea is because you're retaining everything, theoretically, he could have just written all the phone numbers down. Uh, which is, like I said, some. if I didn't call the daughter from his cell phone, I could have written her number down from the text message and then dialed it on my wife's phone instead of having to um, just pick the name off of, like, but a little does, side menu. Does he have... And, like, this might be me picking a Charles, but, like, does he get to keep things between loops? Nope. If, the o- if, the only if, thing not, then, if not, then he can't write down the phone number to keep it. Oh, that's true. But, I mean, he could write but, it on his hand. But also, I mean, like, 
I can justify being able to memorize a number, you know. Yeah, like, and to be that's, all of her numbers were five, 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 and then four numbers. So all he really had to memorize is four numbers. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's that's just that's that's Hollywood phone numbers. But but, but you I, know, in like I, that sort of situation, like if if you look at the phone and it's the same area code or like um identifier yeah. thing as what you're used to, it's like okay, so this is just an eight five six five three four number. I just didn't remember these last four digits because the other ones are just the same as mine. Right. Like, yeah, that's that's reasonable. Yeah. The only thing you keep between loops is your house key that you um, get before you enter the apartment for the first time. But the loop actually starts right inside of your apartment door like each time. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a valid like argument there, though, for losing everything. Um yeah, the only thing you retain is like the knowledge of what happened yeah. in the previous. Which, like, I mean, that's the, that makes that's made good good movies like the the, the Edge of Tomorrow uh, um, uh, movie and Groundhog Day as well. Like, those are good movies. They're enjoyable movies. They're time loop, but it's just I don't know the the idea. Like, from what you're ta- from what you're saying, it sounds to me that the the problems people are having with the end, or at least the problems you may have been having with the end. Uh, just stem from how the game is made and played in general, and you didn't get to a point where you had to last a long time to 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 fail multiple times until the very end. Whereas like Drew and me and you play 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 uh roguelikes where we can have a twenty minute run and then die and have to do it all the fuck over again. Like well, I but that's not this game. I don't think. I, actually, this game here, let is me... 100% a roguelike. No, 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 it's no, 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 hold on, let me fucking finish. Cobb, can you go longer than, like, 12 minutes? Like, this, it ends in 12 no, the, minutes. The, the game automatically will end in 12, in, like, a le- it's, I don't even know if it's actually a full 12 minutes, but mm-hmm. yeah, like, you only have that amount of time, and like, it's, it's not a roguelike, though, in, in that way, because, like, that's a different thing, too, because every time you go into a roguelike, usually, like, things are a little different, too. Like, yeah, like yeah, mechanically it's not a it's it's a roguelite. Like you go in and you have everything still set up the same as it would generally be in a roguelite. You just have to know how to do it the right way. No, but what I'm saying like, is I don't think I don't think if you I I guess I could be wrong, but I don't think if you knew exactly how to solve this puzzle, you can do it in one shot. No, it's it's a minimum. I actually looked after I finished it cuz I didn't feel like figuring out all of the endings on my own. Um, it's like a bare minimum of, I want to say like seven or eight loops because you have to loop multiple times to get all the information. Like you literally can't progress unless you hide in the closet and let your wife get murdered. And that's also one of the other problems that a lot of people are having is like kind of the, the sketchy morality of this, um, based on, sorry, excuse me, (coughs) sorry, my throat, uh, tickle, um, but yeah, like some people are having issues with like just the real sketchy sort of morality about it and the lack of any sort of like content warning because you act like your wife is important and you love her, but you can also just walk into the bedroom after you've shocked the cop and stab her to death. Like, and at that point, you have to know that she is pregnant and that she is hiding the watch from you. Like, those are the only two things that you really know about anything at that point. Um, at like the earliest point, you can really do that. And yeah. You can just stab her and kill her, and then shoot the cop. And, and actually, you can also walk it. You can also kill yourself. Like but, you but, can actually like take a gun and shoot yourself in the head. But like those those choices aren't choices you have to make to progress the story, though. 
No, no, could, but the, so, like, so you have you, to torture the cop. In order to progress the story, you actually have to torture the cop. Which okay, I can kind of understand. You're, you're torturing the, ba- the the antagonist of the of the game. I can. I'm not going to say I agree with it, but I can get behind that. But the fact that you don't have, to, even though you can, you don't have to because you said earlier you leave the apartment, it resets the loop. So you get the information and you need to restart. You just leave the apartment. You don't kill yourself or kill your wife or kill anybody. You just leave. So, like, the cop basically dies regardless when you interrogate him. Like, you stab him, you stab him, and then before, like, by the time you get all the information out of him, he dies before you can leave the room. Um, And I I totally lost track of thought there. But, yeah, like, the, the game has a lot of problems. And like I said, like, the initial mystery is interesting. And then by the end, it's like, okay, this this wasn't a satisfying conclusion to that mystery at all. And when you pair that with just mechanics that are broken when it comes... Like, the mechanics are great for the, the bigger set pieces, let's call them. Like, having to get the table set up correctly so that you can, like, drug the water. Like, that's shady as fuck, but, like, those mechanics work really well. Or even just little things, like, if you go into the bathroom and pull the pocket watch out without closing the bathroom door, your wife gets mad and leaves. Because, like, you're digging into shit that she was trying to keep from you. Um, But then, like I said, at the end, when it comes down to, like, real small things that you have to do in a very, like, specific timed order, the game just fucks itself. And, or just, like, the simple fact that the game, the game points to, points it out to you, like, every other thing it points out to you that you need to have the... The picture like it makes you take the picture at one point why wouldn't you assume that during your talk with the cop you should have the picture but fuck if you have the picture you, you can't present it to the cop that there's nothing on the fridge for him to look at yeah, so then I, that whole loop is fucked and you have to start that whole one over again yeah and that's that that is honestly the dumbest choice that they could have made with that game like just let me show my fuck the picture like I, I, this cop sounds like a fucking asshole Oh no! And, he, and, and, and I mean, he he is a figment of your imagination, also, yeah. which makes it like that much worse. Because yeah. like he is an asshole, but then like at the end of it, like when you sort like his bullshit out, like everything's resolved, and it's actually kind of a it. I don't want to say satisfying, but it's as close to a satisfying sort of like conclusion as you get. But then you still loop one more time, and that's when it goes into all the bullshit, where it's like, oh, the brother did it. Oh, you're the brother. Oh God, now what? And then you, and then it's a dream. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's on Game Pass, so like, and I think it's on PC Game Pass now. Maybe, maybe not. So like, when you do eventually sign up for that that free month, like, give it, a, look at it, see what you think. I'll, I'll maybe look. Honestly, That's it, it pro- probably Mecha- it. mechanically it probably plays a little bit better on PC because it it it's a point and click adventure. Like it's meant to be played with a mouse. You're meant to click on things and drag them into other things. And doing that with analog sticks on an Xbox controller just it, it was not a it was not a very smooth experience. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's that is the end of twelve minutes. Uh if anyone cares <laughs> to look that look into that. Uh da, 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 where was I? Oh, so uh, I'm just gonna keep talking. Uh I'm gonna do make these two things real quick because I don't wanna like get into too much on them. I watched the original Candyman over the weekend. Okay. Have you guys ever seen that? No. No. Right, so I guess to pre to preface this, um, we were trying to watch the new one. Okay. Which apparently is not available, like it's not in early access. Uh, if you go onto Amazon though and search Candyman, it shows a, a Candyman cover that looks like the new one, but it's tiny, so I, I might have been wrong. And it has the big early access banner across the bottom. Mm. So like 
Why would I not think that that's not the new one? Amazon fucks that up all the time. They had a movie on there, and I think I shared it with I just shared it with someone called Black Widow, and it was supposed to be it had the Marvel MCU Black Widow like poster. And it was like like a few months before it even came out. Um, but it was like a movie about an African American widow. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but, like, to be I, fair I was... though, Amazon also had the description for Deadpool two listed as the sequel to the first one, which was just spot on marketing for that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, like that. So luckily, it was it was still only like a two dollar, three dollar rental, which should have been a, a a flag right there, but it wasn't. No big deal. Um, I haven't seen. I didn't seen that movie in probably twenty years. Like I saw. Last time I saw it was in high school. Um, with like people that none of us really hang out with anymore. Yeah. Um, and like. At that point, like, I d- didn't pay that much attention to it. But I remember seeing that as, like, a kid and it being a terrifying movie. Um, I don't know why it was so scary when I was a kid. Like, cause, <laughs> because like, you were a fucking kid. But, like, I can still look at A Nightmare on Elm Street or a Friday the 13th and be like, oh, no, I totally understand why this would have been terrifying as a an eight or nine year old. Hold on. Nightmare on, or not Nightmare on Elm Street. Fucking uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. It's not a fucking scary movie. Wait, did I say Nightmare Before Christmas? Yes. Did it? I thought I said Nightmare I, on Elm Street. I thought he said Elm Street. I, I heard Elm Street and Nightmare Before Christmas. No. I no, I I said Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. I swear. There are people out there that said that, that, that do say that Nightmare Before Christmas is a scary movie. And I could have swore I thought I heard you say that. Sorry. I've never, se- I've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas, so Yo, I have Nightmare no opinion. Before Christmas is fucking fantastic. It is I've seen the first movie. I, I've seen the first 20 minutes of it. I didn't like it. I stopped watching it. Never went back. Cub, it's an animated movie that that has to speak volume. No, because I mean Drew also likes wrestling. So what does that say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Rich, do you like wrestling? <laughs> no. I do like I do like Nightmare Before Christmas though. Which look, I mean, to, to, as far as I know, that's basically wrestling. They they dress up as characters and they battle each other, right? What's that? Uh, they got they got like silly ring names and shit. <laughs> uh, the silly names of like Jack Skellington. Yeah, like that motherfucker looks like he'd be a wrestler. He like probably his, was. His face is painted just like that guy we watched on that uh, AEW Darby, thing. Yeah, Darby <laughs> Allen does have a little bit of Jack Skellington going on there. Yeah. Uh, no, I. Yeah, I've never actually been able to sit through all of that. I do, I don't mind the cor- Corpse Bride though. I thought that one was was fine. I've never seen that one. I mean, it's look, it's not a great movie, but I was able to get through it at least. Yeah, I just I've Nightmare Before Christmas. Just I could never get through. Anyway. But I can look at Nightmare on Elm Street or, or Friday the 13th and see why those movies are scary and why they would have been scary as a child. But, like, in this one, like, the Candyman's not really a thing until the very end of the movie for the most part. And uh, the scariest thing that he really does is, like, he opens up his coat and it's just full of bees. And, like, that's that's awful because bees are fucking terrifying. But yes. it's not, like, it wasn't that scary. And it's just weird because in my head, and I remember, I I remember watching it in um in high school with people, and like all of us kind of having the same like memory of like, oh no, this movie is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember us actually finished watching it at the time, but like, <laughs> I remember thinking like, oh yeah, no, this movie was scary as hell when I was a child, and then yeah, no, it just it wasn't. It's not a bad movie. Like it's actually it's 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 compelling as far as like an early '90s like horror movie goes. But yeah, there's just there's really nothing scary about it. So it's, it's more psychological than anything because, like, you, you kind of wonder the whole time whether or not the main lady is actually just losing her mind. Um, but, yeah, I, I, do, I do still want to see the new one. And apparently the new one 
So in the original, there's a baby that gets abducted. In the new one, the main character is the baby that had been abducted in the first one. I don't. Okay. It's not the same actor, obviously, but his mother is actually the same actress as the first one. So they at least kept that things going. <coughs> but, but yeah. So Candyman is. It's not a bad movie if you've never seen it. It's like it's like a three dollar rental on Amazon right now. Just uh, don't expect it to be the new one just because it says early access. <laughs> you said Amazon. you said you said it's not a bad movie. So? No, no. It's. I mean, like it's it's if you like older horror movies like that, I think it's actually a pretty good one. And, and, and it's just said, not super scary. And and you said you said. Candyman doesn't show up till the... Yeah. It's fucking Godzilla! He's right on this one. Yeah. No, I mean, he is, but... But the difference is, so Candyman is sort of a... A representation of what? No, he's not even a representation. He, um... What are... I can't think of what they're called. Um, it's like a, a folk legend thing. So that's like, like the whole, uh, the first act... I'm gonna say this sound, that that just plays right into it's like a Godzilla movie. It's, this is a Godzilla movie. <laughs> It's a Godzilla horror. It's a it's it's a horror movie, but it's Godzilla. I scared Chase by yelling that, but I just I wanted to yell that for dramatic effect. But, but so I have only ever seen the American Godzilla movies, and they're all very bad. So let's let's go with that also. But um, the first like third of this movie is this woman who's doing research into this folklore about the Candyman, and just weird shit is happening as she's doing this stuff and then like the middle half of the movie like you basically know that Candyman is a thing and is making some really crazy like she, she blacks out at one point and wakes up and has um decapitated this lady's dog and stolen her baby and just wakes up in this woman's bathroom covered in blood um and then like stuff like that keeps happening like she keeps she keeps having something bad happen to her she blacks out wakes up and somebody's dead she is Tokyo Candyman is Godzilla. <laughs> so, so, so in Shin Godzilla, the movie where a majority of it is taking place in conference rooms, uh, they know Godzilla is a thing, but they're just trying to figure out how to handle it and research it, try to understand it. Uh, and then Godzilla makes landfall and does things, and so then they try to react to that, and then Godzilla evolves and does more things. And they're trying to write. I think Godzilla in Shin Godzilla is on screen more than Candyman is in nineteen ninety. I don't know, but like that's that sounds bad. I don't want to watch a movie where half of it takes place in a conference room. She watched a movie where half of it is her in a fucking library. I never said she was in a library. She's no. never in a library. When you're doing that research, mo- you're in a library, okay? No, she's no. like go. No. She's like this lady is. This is this is like an upper middle class white lady in the early nineties who's hanging out in the projects. Like, oh, so she has her own encyclopedia uh, to go through. Okay. Well, so I think she is like a like a PhD student or something like that. Like she's right, she's working on like her dissertation or like her master's thesis or something like that. So they have like they've they've been doing interviews with people and like researching this stuff at the college. And the catalyst is she hears from like a janitor at the college that that whole Candyman legend is really big at this one apartment building in like the bad bad side of town but like the lady doesn't know anymore because she's from the other side of town but she's like but yeah like this person knows more if you want to like go over there and talk to her she might be willing to talk to you but like also like there's a lot of people down like drug dealers and stuff over there that like might not be okay with you coming up there because they might think you're cops and they might they might not be okay with that and so like it's there's a lot of suspense with that where like she's going to these places and some of these people like they come after her like early on in the movie, she nearly gets murdered in 
the just fucking grossest bathroom I've ever seen. Um, like she goes into this like public restroom at one point that this kid like takes her to, and it's just like, yeah, somebody was killed by the Candyman in here, and literally somebody like took shit and just wrote words all over the wall with shit, and then one of the the toilets is actually just full of bees because like bees are a big thing in this movie. <laughs> But yeah, and then she gets attacked in this fucking bathroom and gets left on the fucking floor. And the fact that she didn't die of a staph infection immediately with the big <laughs> gas she had on her head, I don't believe it. Like, if anything, this whole th- this whole movie after that point should have been a fever dream of her just dying from dysentery or something like that. Because there's no way she didn't get infected after 20 minutes laying on that floor unconscious. Maybe the whole rest of her head. You just- <laughs> that would actually be, honestly, like, that's possible. Apparently, they also apparently made two sequels to that before the the newest one. So, you know, take that what it's will. But it's got um oh fuck what's what's the guy's name? He's been in other stuff, and now I can't think of his name. Uh, Rich, did you watch enough of Walking Dead to get to the hilltop? Yeah. Okay. Remember the like the guy that was originally in charge of Hilltop that just sucked a ton. Well, yeah. The, I I don't know who it was, but I do remember the mayor. He sucked because the mayor always sent comments. Yeah. And- well. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. He did suck in the comic, too. But it was that actor plays... Like, that actor plays shitty guys really well because he plays the the main woman's, like, shitty husband in this one. Yeah. yeah. And, like, he is super shitty the whole movie. But... So that that was your Godzilla movie. And you know what? Like, that's probably better than any Godzilla movie ever made. You see, if uh, the title character isn't in the movie for more than a quarter of it, of, of its run span, then, like... I don't. I don't watch that kind of movie. I mean, that's fine, but you do all the time. Nah. And no, and I simply, I don't want to watch a monster movie that the monster's only in it for five minutes. Candyman is a monster. No, it's a horror movie. He's a monster. He's not. He's a man. Literally, his name has man in it. <laughs> but, but he's a monster. He's not though. Martian Manhunter isn't a man. He's a Martian. Yeah, because he fucking hunts men. His name is Manhunter. At, like, this is Candyman. Superman is a man. He's male. He's not a human man, but he's still male. I, Batman I, is a man. Batman is a man. Is Superman a man? <laughs> I mean, he he is a male. He, 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 he reproduces like a male. He can impregnate a woman and have a child. I don't know. Male, male, male seahorses can get impregnated. So No, no. He can't be impregnated. He can impregnate a woman and have a child with a human woman. I'm which means that no. his... His biology is close enough to that of a human that the the species can breed and know. not and potentially not be sterile, <laughs> like a donkey and a horse make a mule, right? Yeah, yeah, and something a, like that. Liars are actually real. They are. They're tigers and lions. And they are so well. So there's there's tigons and then there's ligers, and it depends on like which yeah. one's the male, which one's the female. Yes. Fucking. The Animal Kingdom's weird, and what people did to it, the Animal Kingdom is even worse. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a shock any dog can... Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Anyway, I also watched uh, this HBO limited series called White Lotus. Either mm-hmm. of you guys heard of this? Nope. Uh, no. All right. So, Rich, I think you might enjoy it. Drew, it, it's it's it, it's a narrative show. Like, you, you're not going to give a single fuck about it. Probably um, not. But so it's... It's actually it's supposed to be an anthology. So, like, every season is going to focus on a different group of people. Uh, but it takes place at the White Lotus Resort in Hawaii, which is a fictionalized resort that's... It seems like it's supposed to be one of those, like, all-inclusive places, like a Sands or something like that. And they they have, you know, properties all over the world in tropical locations. This one takes place on, like, one of the smaller Hawaiian islands. And it follows 
like three or four different, excuse me, different groups. Um, there's, it follows some of the people that work there and then some of the people that are just visiting for like vacations. Um, yeah. there's a newlywed couple. There is a family that, um, it's, it's a husband, a wife. They're two like adult slash teenage children and then their one child's, um, friend. And it almost looks at early on like it's going to be a comedy. But it's definitely not. It's definitely got more drama than comedy, but it does still have a bunch of just, like, over-the-top stupid funny moments. Yeah. Like, at one point, somebody gets very upset at somebody else, and they go into their room and shit in their luggage. And it's absolutely horrendous, but very funny. Um, okay. Yeah, but a lot of it is just, I mean, minor spoilers, the, the episode basically opens up telling you that somebody dies. Uh, because it's one of the one of the main characters is in the airport, like waiting to leave, and like two people that have nothing to do with the show are there, and like, oh, I heard somebody died at that resort, and he looks out the window, and they just show a coffin kind of getting loaded into the plane. He's like, yeah, they're 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 loading the body onto the plane now. Um, now if you could please just fuck off, and then he like turns away from him. So you you kind of start it knowing somebody dies, but you don't know who, and the whole time. There are, like, different giveaways that, like, oh, it's going to be this person or, oh, it's going to be that person. Like, they definitely do a good job of trying to make you think it's going to be any one of these people for different reasons. Um, the person it ended up being did not really expect it. Like, there was a moment where I thought it might be because he was doing some really stupid shit. But then I'm like, oh, no, like, they're, they're setting him up to kind of be more, like, of, like, just uh, an antagonist than somebody that's going to actually die. Um, and then they actually die. I'm just like, oh. Well, I just fucking didn't see that coming. But, yeah, it's only, it's six episodes. It's on HBO Max. It's an HBO Max original. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of faces. Like, you might not know the people's names, but you'll see them be like, I know that person, and I know that person. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it was a, it was, it was a good little, like, small show. Cool. cool. That sounds, sounds interesting. Sounds yeah, I don't want to give too much away just because I don't want to spoil it, but it definitely, yeah. It, it walks that, like, drama, con- like, it, it's not a dramedy, but it walks that line where it's got funny bits, it's got serious bits. Overall, it definitely leans more on the drama side, but it's got that just mystery built around it that you know somebody dies, you just don't fucking know who it is. Yeah. I mean, when you when you search it on Google, it doesn't, I don't know if Google has ever done a dr- said dramedy, but it doesn't say dramedy, it does say comedy. I don't know okay. if, that, if that makes a difference, but uh, it is, like... It's not a dramedy. It's it's. Oh, and actually, Rich, you'll you'll rec- the one guy. I don't know if you'll recognize him. Recognize him, but one of the main guys is uh from the last season of The Office. The two guys that sit yeah. in the annex. Yeah, he I'm is like... the, the one that dates Aaron. Yeah, it's uh, it's Plop. Is that what they call him on the show? Yeah, they call him Plop. I don't remember that. They call him uh, or no, Andy calls him Plop, and then when Aaron breaks up with Andy, um. He finds out that she's dating him, but he, Andy, only knows him as Plop and doesn't know his actual name. So he goes to him and the other dude, Dwight's doppelganger, and is like, I need to find out who she's dating. I need you guys on this to figure out who it is she's dating the whole time he's talking to her. I do remember that. Okay. I have, I've only watched that show through like that once, whereas you've done it countless times. Yeah. Because uh, by I, by the time I watched it, it was it was only going to be on Netflix for another like six months or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, he he's one of the main guys. He play he plays like an asshole, and he does a really good job at it. Yeah. And there's also uh um I think uh, Stifler's mom I think was in it. Yeah, Stifler's mom's in it. Um, Steve Zahn, who's been in a bunch of stuff, is in it. Um, 
I can't think of the actress's name, but um, she's been in a bunch of. It's the younger, dark-haired actress. She's been in a bunch of the Rock movies. Alexandra she was in like um, Didario? yeah, yeah. Her she she was in like San Andreas. She played the Rock's daughter. Um, and then the, I don't recognize her. Um, and then the Rocks or the Rock. Um, the other family that Steve Zahn is the dad in. The mom has been in like um American Horror Story and a few mm-hmm. other things. So like it's yeah. got like you know people that like you see them you're like I know that person. It's got a decent cast. Molly Shannon is in a few episodes. Nice. Yeah, that lady's she's always funny. Mm-hmm. And like she's she's got hit that point where like she is old enough now that she seems to get cast as like a rich white lady a lot. Yeah. And just fucking leans into just the over the top oh, yeah. bullshit of like that sort of rich white lady. Yeah. 100% yeah. believe it. Yeah, it's good. She's good at that. So I guess are you guys ready to talk about uh anime? Oh, sure. I am so ready. So you, you actually watched it, Drew. I did watch it. I Holy mean, shit. <laughs> like, it was watching it during work, so not always 100% pay attention, but I okay, finished I mean, that's, I did the same. episodes. I did the same thing with, with wrestling, so I can't complain about that. Man, I have put 100% dedication to both of these things you guys have had me watch. All Not both. All three of these things you guys have had me watch. Hey, gonna, I I paid attention there. to all of those podcasts that you had us listen to. I know, I know. Just putting it out there. I think you also have less uh, leeway to watch stuff at work than we do, right? I no, I have more leeway. I friggin' watch. Uh, yeah, he has more um, leeway to watch and focus a hundred percent attention but, on. But 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 like I watched this on Saturday, like I or Sunday, like I didn't watch it during work. I watched. Well, it. you watched it. I thought you watched it like Friday night. Something like that. Yeah, one of those days. I, have I like. A I watched it. I I mean, so do I. So do I. Just uh, relax. <laughs> I mean, you know, Friday we were supposed to fucking play D and D. Yo, literally, no one else responded to that anyway. Like, I, I didn't even know that was actually a thing. That's that's kind of on me that I didn't follow up with people. But anyway, yeah, we watched uh, Pull of Magi Madoka Magica. Wow, I said it. I was able to say it this time. Such a tongue twist. Good job. Thanks. Uh, so, Cobb, this was your pick. It was you run the show. I mean, I always run the show. Well, I mean, for the book club, <laughs> so, it's whoever's picket which I get, runs it. So. No, I know. I'm, I'm kidding. So I guess just like, for anyone that, that didn't watch it, um, if you don't want to be spoiled to an anime from 10 years ago, uh, you should probably stop listening. But otherwise, uh, this is a magical girl anime from 2011 that definitely takes liberties with the tropes of those shows. Um, I, I doubt either of you guys really know a lot of those tropes, nope. but, um, it's basically like, Sailor Moon is a magical girl show. So, you know, like, okay. groups groups of teen or, like, almost teen girls getting some sort of, like, goofy magical powers. Card Captures is another one where, like, that is technically a magical girl show. Card Captures um, is a magical girl show? I mean, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. She is a young girl that gets magical powers okay. and then wears goofy little fucking costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of makes, you, makes you look at some of that stuff differently, doesn't it? I mean, I never really watched Card Captures. I, I thought it was... Kind of dumb. See, I actually uh, thought Card Captures was interesting. I, like, I didn't put enough time into it really, no. I just was like, oh, this is just Yu-Gi-Oh, and I'm not going to watch it because I like Yu-Gi-Oh. It yeah, wasn't no, anything I, like Yu-Gi-Oh. I can understand why you'd have that because the cards kind of look similar. Yeah. But, yeah, no, they're totally fucking different. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so in this one, it's, it's basically what if magical girls were actually fucking just dark. Just in, like, the whole concept of them was incredibly dark. And nobody actually knew. Yeah, I mean, I 
I wouldn't even go as far as to say, like, what if they were dark? It was, what if there was no regulation? I mean, well, no. literally, like, well, the whole show, they're, like, fighting witches that are causing people to die. Either they're killing them or causing them to kill them, people to well, kill themselves. Yeah. And then, like, the ending, when you find out <laughs> all what happens with them is incredibly dark as well. Well, yeah. like, when when I say, like, I wouldn't agree with it, like, not, like, not what if a magical girl anime went dark, but, like, the the thought of what if magical girls just went dark, like, to me, it's, like, what if, the like, the, the actual magical girls were just, like, like, went dark. No, it was more, to me, like, a, a response, like, this, like, both statements are right. Like, for the anime as a whole, what if the style of magical girls went dark? But it's also like, what if magical girls themselves in this world had no regulation? As well, but that's that's how they always are. Like, yeah, it's not they're not the Power Rangers. They don't have Zordon. Um, they're always just kind of maybe that maybe there is some sort of creature that knows a little bit more about the powers than they do. But it's they're they're never in a situation where like there's anybody really in control of them. And in this one, they're basically, I mean, not even basically, they're 100% lied to yep. by, um, by the, the QB. Um, and I, I mean, it's, it's a lie of omission. He just simply doesn't tell them the truth, but mm-hmm. they also don't ask about it. But the fact that when they become magical girls, their souls are ripped from their bodies and put into those little crystals and then just slowly get consumed with grief until they become the things that they are created to destroy. Yeah, and that when they do destroy the witches, they use their grief to cleanse their own depressions. Well, and that their power is used to fuel the power for multiple different galaxies worth of civilization. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, yeah. the power of emotion of human emotion is used to energize the civilization of uh, the the the. I can't remember the the name of the race of. Well, anything. it's not, ju- no, it's it's not, not just, just their civilization. It was literally it's, all it's other civilization the in the universe. Okay. Like, uh, it's ba- basically the way that QB explains it in, in like that, like, sixth or seventh episode is there, yeah. the, the universe is dying. It's just in a perpetual state of decay, which is the truth. Like, entropy. The, the universe is, yeah, entropy. It's just slowly dying. What that species found was that if they harness this energy from emotions, they can slow that entropy down and, make it not happen. Yeah. And it's just a matter of they need so much of it to slow it down and that they just have to have this constant string of energy from young teenage girls because they have the most because emotion. Yeah. I mean, and that that is that is quite a fucking dig too. It's like, oh yeah, no, the, the only people this works on are like 13 to 14 year old girls because they're just bags full of fucking emotions. Yeah. Mm. But it's just, I, I think it's fun or funny, whatever you want to say, that the title character, and she appears in the, the opening as having, as becoming a magical girl, never becomes a magical girl in any sort of normal sense until the very last episode. Yeah. Um, you, there, there's the episode 10 where, where they show um, the time loop that um, that Hamura was, was going through to try. Hey, look, more time loops. That Hamura was uh, going through to try and fix everything. Um, she was She was one in, but you... Like, you didn't see the start or the, the end, really, to it. Right. You just kind of saw bits and pieces in the middle, because this episode focused on Hamura. Yeah. But at the very last episode, she finally decides to become one, and only... And, I, Rich, you watch a lot of anime, so you, you might have gotten this feeling, too. So, in episode 11, 
second to last episode, Hammer is fighting the the big bad witch that they've died to. <laughs> they never tell you how many times she went back in time. It had to have been a lot though because she got way too badass. Yeah. Um, uh huh. Yeah. To- I I I fucking loved her like. Her ability to become badass, but uh, yeah, get, move move forward with your question. We'll get back to that shortly. Yes. After. So in that episode, at the end of it, she goes up up against the big witch, loses, and then she's about to do something. I forget exactly wh- what she's going to do, and that's when Madoka shows up, and they 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 play like the badass music, and it just sounds like she's about to show up and actually do something like super badass and actiony. But because that's not what this show is about. She just goes, oh, yeah, I just wish that I could just stop witches from happening. I don't want to beat yeah. them. I just want to just take their pain yeah. away. And it's just like, damn, like, that is, that's one way to just wrap this up without any actual confrontation. Yeah. So she she was getting ready to restart the loop. She was getting ready to jump back. Right, um, right. And, like, I think she actually wasn't fully able to because of the way she was pinned or something. But, yeah, Madoka shows up, and she's like, you shouldn't be here. And she's like, I'm ready to make my wish and become a magical girl. Um, And it was, I mean, that that whole ending sequence, like, episode 11 and 12, was really, like you said, it wasn't this whole, like, she actually becomes this super epic like, magical girl and does some really crazy, like, Dragon Ball Z bleach type stuff. No, it's just she she makes this really intelligent, smart, plotted, thought-out wish to stop the witches. And in turn, eventually, stop herself from being this the, the, the super witch. And it's just like, it was so well thought out, that ending. Yeah, cause it, and so be- prior to that, during one of the time loops, they do confirm that Madoka... Because everything kept getting reset, it kept making Madoka's potential that much more powerful. Mm-hmm. That when she does, in the one timeline, become a magical girl, she is strong enough to stop the witch that they can't stop, but then becomes an even more powerful one that was actually just going to destroy the entire Earth. Yeah, her grief, her, her, pretty much when she makes her wish, her wish is to essentially just defeat that witch. And once it's fulfilled, she no longer has a life course, and her grief fills up immediately, and she becomes a yeah in, in the uh, alternate world. Yeah, and I just I thought the way that they played that whole thing out was just incredibly interesting. But I'm curious, Drew, what did you actually think of it? Um, so I'll say the first episode, I fucking was like, I don't know that I'm finishing all twelve episodes of this. Like that first episode felt five times longer than every other episode. Uh. The rest, I you know, it felt kind of generic anime at times, but definitely a bit on the dark side side of things. But like, I don't know. I didn't hate it. I don't know that I'd watch it again. But like, I mean, like, no, no one expects anybody to watch it again. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, someone might find there are certainly someone out there that this is their favorite anime and have watched it over and over again. Oh, like, this one is incredibly popular, and there's actually there is a sequel movie. So they, okay. they did three movies for this that the first two movies are um, retellings of the series, uh, which is like, yeah. super common for anime. Uh, like Animes do that all the time. Yeah. The third one is called Rebellion, and it is actually a sequel and happens after the show. Um, I actually haven't watched it. It's impossible to buy legally for a reasonable amount of money. Huh. It's not on any streaming platforms. Um, the, the only Blu-ray I was able to find was like $82. Yeah, no, that's too much. <laughs> yeah. Um but somebody d- does keep uploading it to fucking YouTube um in dub and sub versions. So <laughs> if 
if you're interested in seeing kind of like what the next step is, um, there's always that. Yeah. But but like, did you expect it to go where it went with it? Uh, what exactly do you like? So like, did you expect it to turn out to be like this weird time loop where actually they were like witches were actually just them all along? No, uh, yeah, that I didn't expect at all. I did kind of pre- think around like the fourth episode fourth or fifth episode that uh the uh the cat thing was kind of evil ish i mean i kind of got vibes right from the beginning the first time i watched this yeah. it was just like there's something up with that little fucking thing yeah also the the english voice actor is um uh i can't uh C- cassandra lee morris norris something like that she's the voice of morgana in persona 5 the cat oh okay and <laughs> so you were sus to begin with <laughs> yeah, because like while while Morgana is not a villain in that game, um, Morgana's an asshole in that game, constantly fucking telling you to go to sleep when you're not ready to go to sleep. So as soon as I hear that voice, I'm I'm just immediately just on the defensive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But, but yeah, I, I no, I I definitely didn't expect it to go where it went. But but yeah, yeah. What did you think about this for both of you? What did you guys think about the art style? Because it does have like oh, uh, it's a little more rough anime i feel like for the normal stuff but then during like the the witch encounters it just goes fucking weird well i can tell you exactly what the yeah and i i wrote had been writing little notes to begin with but fell off as i like was watching see it work it immediately the witch uh labyrinth stuff reminded me of monty python stuff like go look i at had the old yeah monty no python. i had the same thought yeah, okay, yeah. I, I didn't, I I mean, I didn't really watch old Monty Python stuff, so I didn't really get that, but I was a huge well, fan of that. Well, of yeah, like, I, their, their merging of art styles of having the witch realm be one thing, but still having the characters look very anime, like, and the witches themselves were just, like, insane looking. Like, it, yeah. it was I actually, so good. I have a note that I, I wrote down about that. Let, let me actually pull this up real quick, because I, I, I wrote it while we were watching, um... It might have actually been the last fight, now that I think about it. Um, uh, wh- while you're pulling that up, I want to go back to uh, something Druton said earlier, because I actually want to corroborate with it, that the fir- not just the first episode, the first couple episodes, it was a slow burn. It felt... It, it, it wasn't... It, it wasn't... It wasn't as good as I thought it was... Or as I was... Not even thought I was going to be, but, like, the first couple episodes felt long. And there was just... There was quite a bit of, like, both storytelling and just, like everything going on that like they just uh, it was up until and i it's probably i think that was like this is episode four or five it's up until mommy dies like those couple of episodes are kind of slow and not all that great and it's very much set up like a like a a more traditional magical girl show like where some characters are getting powers it just happens to be that this one is a little weird because the title character has yet to get powers yeah. But you know, like her friend decides to make a wish. Um yeah. the girl with the black hair is very much like the like I mean to use Bleach as an example cuz like let's be real Bleach is basically a magical girl anime <laughs> just with Oh, boys. it absolutely absolutely. Um 100% is. Like uh Hamura is basically Ishta. Yeah. Like at least like that 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 is how they they're set up early on like where Ishta shows up as like just the unknown factor. He's broody, he doesn't like the protagonist. Um the difference is you find out at a certain point that like Hamura actually cares for Madoka and has basically I can only spent assume that she she looped that month hundreds of times. 
Oh yeah, um, because there's there's no way she went from clumsy, barely able to like walk on her own two feet, to fucking like all the crazy bullshit she started doing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In anything less and, than just hundreds of and, months. And speaking of crazy bullshit, we'll get get into it now. I, unless you're still looking for, your, unless you found. Oh no no. So so I have that. So the the thing that I wrote down about the um the the witch fights, it was particularly one of the last ones. Mm-hmm. Um. They have a serious like old school JRPG vibes to them. Um, in particular, for whatever reason, it just, some of them felt like a mixture between Final Fantasy VIII and like Persona 4, which I know you, you guys didn't play Persona 4, but there's just something about like the kind of like over the top, like weirdness of it. And Drew, for like Final Fantasy VIII, I'm thinking more of like when you're fighting like the sorceresses and they're kind of like, it's not so much the zaniness of them, but just the the weird way that they're kind of set up when you do fight them. Yeah. And also the music, like the music had a very like JRPG boss feel to it. Yeah, the yeah. music was in the show was cool. Yeah. The music was but um with Hamra, her powers, like it, we just we need to spend some time talking about how just like ridiculous it was that like all her powers was is she could pause time and basically hold everything she can find in her like bracelet thing. It's like so- a shield. Yeah, her shield thing. So she just flat out just had guns and missiles and and cannons just stored up in her fucking shield thing. So, like, but the, the best thing was was how she got it. Like yeah. she would freeze time and then just go rob people that had guns. Yeah. Like she broke into like a yakuza club and just f- fucking froze time and stole all of their weapons. Um, during one of the, I don't know if you caught it, but there was one point like right after she got her powers before she realized she was kind of useless in combat. Um, she was reading a website online about how to build a bomb. Yeah, she's reading the um, the anarchist uh, cookbook. I believe. Yeah, um, I don't know if, if that's what it actually was, but like, it's just yeah, like she put she put in the work. As she she freaking in the final fight, she just stole tanks. She had like fucking rocket launching tanks just all set up when when that fight started. Yeah, like I I do think all of their powers were pretty cool. The way that like they could just manifest weapons, like like mommy, yeah. like she just manifests like old like flintlock um fucking rifles and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. which uh, at the same time, as cool as it is, that's kind of um uh, ineffective because they're only single fire fire uh, weapons. But that's why she just keeps manifesting them over yeah. and over again out of those ribbons she has. Yeah, um, and then um, the friend just she got a sword. The other one had uh, that awesome, like, chain long... Uh, Which was uh, basically a Kaku's. Yeah. That was a Kaku from Bleach also. Yeah. Like, and honestly, kind of kind of has the same personality. Oh, definitely has the same personality. <laughs> so, like, uh, all anime is the same if you, if you look hard enough. Yeah. Uh, I will say, um, a, a few of my notes, I do want to point out, um, these are aesthetically, these this have nothing to do with, like, the large scheme of the anime, but in episode one, you got to see her bathroom, and that was, like, the coolest fucking bathroom <laughs> in the world. No, dude, every every building in this show is fucking incredible. Dude, dude freaking, in, in, in episode two, they're at school, and, like, the desks are fucking electronic and mechanical and shit like that. Yeah, like, like they fold into the floor when oh. they're not there. All their classrooms are just big glass fucking cubes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hamura's house is just floating screens everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Druten, um, I don't know if you took note in episode two. There was writing in German on the wall. I I meant to like go back and look at that and try to translate it, but I did okay. notice the German writing. Yeah. Um, and then I talked about like there there was a point in episode three that they merged a bunch of different art styles together and animation styles. Uh, 
I do want to laugh at in episode five, they were on the bridge. It was before she, uh, the soul gem over. Okay. And they're, they're just walking up the bridge and then just, you see cars come from the top and bottom and it's just five cars on each side coming in unison at the same time. Like, uh, like animation's expensive. <laughs> dude, it's just, it made me laugh. I was like, everything else you do in this thing, but you have five cars on each side coming and meeting in the middle and going like, come on, you could, and it just like had like random cars, like. This this was made in 2010. They could have done a random car generator or some shit. Um, and then the last note I have, like, because I I I watched, I like I I I didn't know what to note down because I knew I was going to remember a lot about this. But um, so like I didn't have as many notes as I did with uh wrestling. But the last note I have is episode nine, probably the best quote from the entire show. If you ever feel like dying for the sake of the universe, call me. Yeah, yeah. No, QB like. Had like QB had some really good lines and like the delivery just especially because the animation there there was no facial animations it all it was just a static face the whole time yeah um like that like high pitched sweet voice with like just that face and just the lines that were coming out of it a lot of them were just so good and so dark yeah um whereas like some of the other voice like especially in the first few episodes I really did not like the English voice for Madoka. It just it it seemed off. Like it, it like whoever was do it seemed like whoever was doing it was trying to make their voice too childish. Whereas like her friend um, Sayaka, like it sounded like somebody's just normal speaking voice, like like an adult just voicing a teenager. And like, but not in like a weird way. It's like okay, no, like a fourteen year old could sound like that. Like that's not completely unrealistic. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to ask I, you guys. I don't think so. I wasn't all too like happy with Sayaka's like whole. Story. No, she kind of sucks. But like, that's kind of her purpose is to suck. I I don't think she sucks, but like they 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 did her like it was it was that dig against girls and teenage girls is like she doesn't have control of her emotions. Like she she gave her life and her soul for her friend to be able to play the violin again. But then instead of going after him, she was like, oh, I don't have a soul, so I don't deserve to have a life. So, like, I don't know. I just, I felt like that that was, a, like, I, I I wasn't happy with what they did. She was a cool character. And, like, she had a good redeemable wish. But then she just, like, they, they like, they sent her in a, down in a, like, a, a bad route too fast. I mean, it's, it's only a 12 episode anime. So, like, there's only so much you can do. But I just, I wish that, like, she didn't suck that much. Like, or at least her story didn't suck that much. Because even after the end, when Madoka makes her wish and changes everything, Sayaka still becomes grief-ridden and, 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 and changes and disappears. Yeah, because I think that that's the one catch, is when she makes her wish, her wish is to... And also, Drew, the thing that you shared on, on the, the group chat like is accurate. Um, her wish isn't to like stop witches. It's literally to just undo their grief but like when a magical girl still hits that level of grief like they just disappear instead yeah like she basically shows up and takes all of their grief into herself yes and then because of the, because she basically creates a paradox it just makes her like a celestial being afterwards yeah, yeah. And which so, is, like, like it's kind of neat but like yeah. I, I know what you mean like like Sayaka basically didn't get a second chance yeah but and but it's like it also it makes sense because we, we already saw it with Madoka and her one wish, where her wish would just be to stop that one witch, and then her grief overfills her once she's completed her goal. Like, 
Sayaka's goal wasn't to stop the witches. Her goal was to help her friend and find love in her friend. But then, like, I, I, it's just, I don't know. that th- They could have done better with I mean, like, to be fair, like, Sayaka actually did made her wish for the wrong reason. Yeah. She did it because she liked the boy and wanted him to like her. Mm-hmm. Not so much because she wanted to help a friend. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Her, was... her wish was incredibly selfish. It just happened to be to the benefit of somebody else. And that was that was what uh, Mame was, 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 was telling her. Like, you don't want to do it for the wrong reasons. Do, are you doing this for you or are you doing it for them? And she yeah, ended we're at... up doing it for her. But it was yeah, a... We're... Self-righteous, or a self yeah, whereas, thing. Whereas Kyoko, I think, is the other girl, the one that was constantly eating. Yeah. Um, her wish was actually like, she, her wish was more selfless in a lot of ways. Like she just wanted her family to be happy, so her yeah. wish was to the benefit of her family. It just it backfired on her in the long run. Yeah, which like, you know, that's a bummer. But she never, she also, she never became a witch, so she gets to continue on in that new reality like being a magical girl for the time being because yeah I, and i think that's the one thing too is madoka un basically undid witches but then they but, got replaced by something else that yeah something maybe you, yeah. I, I feel like they set it up to maybe be slightly worse because like they couldn't be tracked as easily or whatever yeah exactly but it still gave them a reason to have magical girls mm-hmm. yeah so she didn't undo and, the need for and, them, and, and, and it, that's that's the that's the point of the paradox. Though is the paradox was yeah. to stop witches, but like she, well, if if uh, Madoka had stopped all witches, past, present, and future, then she never would have had been come what she was, and therefore none of this would have happened. Which means she never would have stopped all the witches, and so it just would have been a continual loop. So with this new thing that. Uh, the incubators and QB doesn't actually understand. It kind of shows that like they're still playing the same game, just slightly different. The yeah, they just don't have to least. worry about they. They're not. They're not the cause of the cycle necessarily. And, like, and I feel like that also kind of fit with the your wishes kind of go bad. <laughs> like she wished to stop the one thing, but then this is the outcome because you, yeah. because you wished for this thing. Here is what the the ultimate backfire on the wish that all of the wishes have here it was new thing yeah, yeah and it, it definitely is a show that you know it, it's not a happy ending show what what at all one quick other thing was the the other friend of the two the green hair girl when she had the the gay panic at the in like the second episode i was like really come on yeah, I, it's a it's Japanese like, okay, Japan. anime from 2010, so it's... But it, I mean, you could have just ended the sentence at Japanese. Like, I don't know that they've gotten any better about that kind of stuff as a culture. Some, I mean, as a culture, no, but, like, anime in a lot of cases has gotten better. Like, there there are there are quite a few, like, more modern anime that have, um, like, same-sex relationships that aren't super cliche and over-the-top kind of, like, bullshit. Like I, I'm pretty sure there's at least one in the modern um, Sailor Moon. There's I mean, at least one same-sex relationship in the modern Sailor Moon. I mean, that was in the original too. They they edited okay. it for so Sailor Moon in the U.S. got fucked real hard. Yeah. Um. They so it's two of the later characters that are like farther out planets, I believe. Um. That in the American version, they are presented as cousins that are just always fucking together. Um. 
in actuality they were they they were in a relationship in like in the Japanese version and then they also never they never localized the last season for America because it involved um a group of boys that when they transformed they turned into girls and that just was not okay for fucking Toonami in 2001 so they just ended the series with the previous season okay yeah no that's and that, that is very much a America was against that one at the time. Yeah. 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 But I mean, in, in a lot, like when I was talking about Turner Gundam last week, um, like that, that one character, like it kind of alluded to at the end that he actually had feelings for the main character the whole time, but just treated him like shit instead. And, you know, that's a very sort of like anime thing to do. Yeah. Especially from 20 years ago. But yeah. So, so neither of you guys hated it, which is nice. I I very much enjoyed it, and if it was easier to watch the movie, I would. I mean, it's on YouTube. I'll send you the link. Is it still on YouTube? Getting taken down? And- no, no. I but- said I said it hasn't been taken down yet. It's been okay. up for several months. Okay, so I I might I might try to watch that. In, um, but yeah, it was it was a very enjoyable anime. It was it was nice to like go back and like I haven't watched a lot of anime. It was nice to like actually sit down and watch something that like isn't the norm of what I've been watching and to like re relive some like get that little bit of nostalgia back even though it's some it, this isn't a yeah and it definitely has enough bits and pieces to it that makes it feel a little familiar but then it just goes wild with like some of the animation and the music and just the the, the weird plot points mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah I've actually I've never seen the movie either so I like might actually watch that on YouTube um I tried to find it legally and just fucking couldn't because i'm not going to spend 80 bucks on a single blu-ray yeah that's absolutely absurd yep. no i totally agree but like I that's totally one of those agree. things where like if i'm ever at like a convention and i see that like on a shelf and it's you know 20 bucks 30 bucks or whatever like i'll grab it just like it's not available anywhere else so <laughs> yeah uh but rich yes what is your pick for the next book club so i have a question i'm going away in two weeks uh-huh um, so, which means I won't be here when we talk about the next book club. Or, so... Well, I mean, we can just push it out another week. Well, I, that's what I was going to ask you. I have a couple of ideas of what I want to have us watch. Do we want to push it out one week and just talk about whatever I'm picking this next week? And I, then we I have will, three weeks to- I will tell you almost, unless it's something incredibly short, I don't know that I'll get around something. Is 58 minutes short enough for you? I mean... <laughs> Why don't so you're you're away the week of the fifteenth, right? Yes. So why don't we just plan for the twenty second instead? This way okay. we don't have to rush in the next seven days to to get it done. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So the um the week of the uh let's see we're on the thirty first. So yeah, the week of the 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 fifteenth, which is when we would be recording. I'm I'm away. So the twenty second. Um. Then uh, I'm not gonna have us roll dice. I'm gonna do something. Uh. So I'm going to give us a little bit more to watch. It's uh, going to be within about the same amount of time frame as... Uh, it's probably an hour shorter. Um, but I just, for some reason, I want to get you guys to watch some Top Gear. I'll watch Top Gear. I've watched plenty of Top Gear. Um, oh, cool. Um, so I was thinking there's three episodes in particular that I want to have you guys watch. Um, I need to... It's on. It's on HBO Max. And okay. it's also on uh, Amazon as well, uh, on Prime. But we all have it. Uh, what is what is the ep- the uh, the one uh, set of episodes as a special? It's two one-hour episodes. Is the Patagonia special? It's the very last 
uh, set of Top Gear episodes with the original cast before, um, just after um, Jeremy Clarkson had his final blow up on people. Mm-hmm. So it would be, I don't remember, I have to look up the um, episode. You have to let us know specific, like, specific I, episodes. Yeah, I will. It'd give me one second, because the other one is a mid-season thing. Um, so, so while you're looking, um, I'll just throw out there, I've only seen like bits and pieces of a few episodes of this show. I did not like it at all. I was super bored. I didn't think the 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 guys were interesting at all. So I, like I'm fine. I have no problem watching it. It's like may, and maybe watching like a full episode will make me feel different about it. But yeah. like the little bits and pieces I've seen previously, and th- this is going back years and years. Like I thought it was just a terrible fucking show. And, I also and, don't like cars or any or racing or any of that stuff. I mean, I give like zero shits about cars, but I always felt like. Top Gear was a pretty well done show. Yeah, and it's it's more watching the show. It's more about like especially with the original cast with James May, Richard Hammond, and Jeremy Clarkson. It's more about their relationship between the three of them, uh-huh. and less about and less about the cars. Like these guys are ridiculous with each other. I watch um, Grand Tour on Amazon from time to time as well. It's their new show that they got. Jeremy Clarkson fucking sucks, but the three together are 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 pretty cool guys. Or and, not cool guys, but like they're they're entertaining. They they have so, a very good rapport with each other, and I can totally see why watching like seeing random bits and pieces of the show, mm-hmm. like depending on what you saw, might have had none of that rapport with between them. That really is the show more. So. Yeah, like I think one of it would like they were all driving different cars in one of them, and one of them, like I think another one they did something stupid with a car, and it was just that's pretty much every episode. But um, like I like I can understand what you guys are saying though. Like I I was not getting any of their rapport with each other. Yeah, because uh, so also usually for, there's like an in between. Like there'll be a segment, then there'll be an in between with them in the studio talking about like what they did or what going mm. to do that kind of thing. Yeah. So like I never saw any of that. So for me, it's just like oh cool, it's cars that I don't care about and people that I don't know talking about cars. This. It does yeah. nothing uh-huh. for me. Which which is why I was struggling to decide which episodes I have you watch, because I was originally going to have you guys watch two different specials, but they're hour each. It's it's two, two one-hour episodes for each special, so I'm like, I'm not going to do two specials. I'm going to have you do my favorite episode, which is, um, it is season 21, episode 3, it, they go to Chernobyl. So just make sure to check the description, make sure they're going to Chernobyl. Okay. Or uh, they go to the Ukraine... Uh, and, and Chernobyl. And then the other two episodes are the Patagonia special, which is season 22, and on HBO Max, it's episode 9 and 10. And that one is, like, they go to Patagonia, which is, like, the last, the, the lowest town, or they go to the lowest town on Earth before you get to, um, Antarctica. And, like, they, 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 they base it on their, on a, uh, a mission to make good with the people there, but then just shit happens at the end of it, and it's just very tense. It's 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 like an entertaining couple of episodes. It's a hundred percent stupidly scripted, like dumbly scripted. So just go into it realizing that none of this is real. Um, kind of like how you need to go into wrestling or anime or anime. Yeah, um, but anime's cartoons. Of course, it's not real. Yeah. But those, those, those are what I'm gonna have you watch. And my so, next... how long are these episodes? Uh, I'm just curious. Are they half hour or? Uh, they're they're an hour, uh, an hour and like two minutes altogether. Like, okay, so, so, it's, so it's like it's, three it's, hours. It's just over three hours. It's probably like three hours okay. and ten minutes. Yeah. 
That's not so bad. No, no, not at all. And I think over three weeks, like, try to, if you can, try to watch a Patagonia special back-to-back. But, like, you can watch Chernobyl slash Ukraine in, in the next week or so, and then watch the other two following after. These are just some really good episodes, and some of my, I thought, I think the Africa special is probably my favorite special, but this one for sure is. That's fair. I'll accept it. I'm not going to like it, but I'll accept it. No, that is fine. I don't expect <laughs> you to like it. I just, I find these guys friggin' hilarious sometimes and stupid, and so I just want to share it with you. I didn't know Jordan ever watched it. Oh, yeah, I've seen tons of Top Gear. Yeah, I'm definitely, like, I'm at least going to give it, like, a real chance. Like, I'm not I'm not going to just write it off for the sake of writing it off. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe, like you guys said, like, maybe them having, like, actually getting to see their rapport with each other in chemistry might actually... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it might just make it flow better for me. Like, I, I even thought about doing, they, they have one episode, probably one up top, one of my favorite episodes as well, where they do a land race um, between a car and public transportation from London, England, from uh, Wembley Stadium in London, England, to a stadium in Italy for a big soccer match or football match, whatever you want to call it. Uh, with And they have to get there within a day. So who's faster, public transportation, the car? And so it's two of the guys on public transportation with one of the guy in the car. And it's just like, it's a really, that's, that's a really good episode too. But I, I like the Chernobyl episode more. It's just, it's Chernobyl and I find it fascinating. Yeah. I mean, Chernobyl in Ukraine is actually super interesting. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I am at least intrigued more about that one mm-hmm. d- just based on that than the other ones. Definitely watch a Chernobyl one first and then watch a Patagonia special after. Which makes sense. Cause I think that like the Chernobyl one is an earlier episode anyway. It, it is, but it's, it's. For the most part, it is a a car talk news show. So, like, there are going to be bits that like don't really matter. Like, if they're talking news, you can probably just like phase out. There, there. I think there's a race or like the the um the they're like their celebrity races they do in the Chernobyl one. You can kind of watch that because it also shows how good of uh, interviewers these guys are. And so, you, you'll find out. I'm too excited to have you guys watch it. I could keep talking these about it. Just watch <laughs> it. Just watch. It. All right, that's. That's reasonable. I'll accept it. And then, and then, Drew, you'll be up after that. I'll so figure something it, out. <laughs> I mean, you, you have that, um, I do have that documentary one. on there mm-hmm. still. Yeah. So that's, that is always an option. Look, but I'll be a hundred percent honest. If, uh, if you guys had agreed to just, we'll watch, we'll talk about it next week. We we're going to watch the Netflix, uh, Monster Hunter movie. The Netflix Monster Hunter movie? Yep. It came out, uh, or it was dropped and released on August 6th. It's just under an hour long. Oh, that's right. I do remember that coming out now. And so in my head, when you said Monster Hunter movie, I was thinking of like the big budget one oh. from what, last like last Christmas ish. I I was going to, and we'll probably still watch this movie, the, the the Netflix one, in the in the future. But I was going to play it out like, oh, we're gonna watch Monster Hunter guys because it's available on streaming platforms as long as you have as long as you're subscribed to it. Um. And then as you complain about it, like, oh, I'm talking about the one on Netflix. I was, was going to play that joke for then tell you. But I mean, we, we would have been upset either way. <laughs> I know. Trust me. I'm upset about it. I don't want to watch. <laughs> I was, and I was going to say, I feel like you would at least have a better time with the live action one than with, uh, so like I just brought it up and that does look bad. Also, the Bleach live action movie does not look good. No. It might be. Really? Um, just when I, so when you search Monster Hunter on Netflix, the like second row of recommendations for me has the Bleach movie, and it's just it's the live action version of Renji with um dude that, his, that movie his released the the live action Bleach movie was really good oh was it actually yeah it was really good 
It it it, it covers, doesn't look good. It covers up until they take Rukia back to Soul Society. Okay. Yeah. I heard like the Kenshin live actions were apparently really good, so I'm not totally surprised, but yeah. that one just doesn't look good and after and I that's at least an actual Japanese made movie instead of what they did with Death mm. Note. Because yeah. Death Note was bad. I, I, I mean, even the live action Full Metal movie. You know what? I never watched that. I I don't watch the the live action movies because it just seems weird. It's it's the 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 problem with it is they tend to just copy and paste the original story, just like a little bit ed- added change to it. So it's like you you already know Bleach. You've seen the first arc of. You don't need to see this, but it's still like a good version. Okay, that's that's fair. Man, Netflix has some just bad movies, don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got a whole bunch of these Resident Evil movies that were not good. Maybe we should watch some of them. <laughs> you guys want to watch a bunch of these really bad Resident Evil movies? They only had one Resident Evil. I just saw at least two. Which one? I, I might not know that one. Ex- might... Extinction and Afterlife are both on Netflix. Oh, you mean the live action? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the shitty one. I mean, we, you and I both watched the shitty animated one that, that was like the series from over this past summer. But there's also some good animated ones that are canon along with Afterlife. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they, they are good. I've enjoyed them. I own one of them. Oh, man, I almost got really excited. I saw Doom on here, and I thought it was the really bad 2005 one with The Rock. <laughs> but um, it's not. It's something else. It's called Doom Annihilation. But I think that's a show. Probably. It probably is. Uh, So, yeah, uh, our next book club will be in three weeks. It'll be those episodes of Top Gear. Uh, I will put those in the show notes if anyone wants to watch them with us. In the meantime, though, you can head over to www.1-quest.com for more of our content. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the fun places. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Those things all help a whole bunch, too. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Otherwise, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. See you.